0: over and over through the last months President Gay and Harvard University have been the victims of misleading narratives one the misleading narrative regarding her supposed indifference to anti-semitism people have said that uh, her work has been saturated with uh, uh, problems of uh, scholarly integrity, not true. What is true is that there has been a well-orchestrated attack from various quarters to try to oust President Gay, and they have
1: succeeded. We should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attributions.
2: <laughs> I was gonna not. I was gonna try to do it with a straight face, but uh, she didn't steal anyone's ideas. She just took their material and then didn't give them credit. You see, that the first guy in this cold open. That's a distinguished Harvard law professor. He's a professor of law. And he's out there saying basically what this same talking head uh, said there for CNN. You're listening to Stephen Flurry and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on... Today's show, you can get to this live stream every weekday morning at 11.05 a.m. in the central time zone of the United States at uh, TrumpetDaily.com or at the Rumble channel. Just go to Rumble.com forward slash TrumpetDaily and you can watch with us live every day. If you don't catch it live, you can always watch it after the fact at both of those websites as well. So where do we begin? Well first, first, we have to confess. We have to admit that we got it wrong. This, uh, this is just from a couple weeks ago, clip 13. Yeah, that's right, the president of Harvard, the dear leader, comes out and supports her, it says she's got to keep her job. Listen, she's a minority. She's an African-American. She's a woman. You can't fire her. She's too big to fire. Not I mean, not literally, but you know what I mean. As it happens, She got fired, or at least she resigned. She comes out yesterday with her resignation statement, basically claiming to be victim. Did you know that she's actually going to keep her job as a professor, a distinguished professor at Harvard? This woman was making, I assume she's still going to be making $900,000 per year. Inflation's not really hitting her very hard. She, She keeps her job at Harvard. She just has to step down as president, but but if you notice, and you see this coming from the regime media, they seem just a little bit nervous and uncomfortable trying to explain these things away, trying to say plagiarism isn't really plagiarism, trying to say stealing isn't really stealing. It makes you wonder how many of these people cheat and lie and steal their way to the top. Romans chapter one, we're going to go through some of those verses a little bit later, but it talks about the elites, the educators, the rulers, they profess themselves to be wise, but they're fools, they're fools, and so many of them are being exposed It's not just the the good president at Harvard. Look at the president of the United States. We played that montage for you. I didn't want to bring it again. It's like five minutes. This was back when the mainstream media back in the early 1990s was at least a little bit more honest. And they went on and on about candidate Biden, how that he lied About his academic credentials, he stole speeches from a British politician and used them as his own. Didn't give credit. But I guess like CNN says, it's not really lying or stealing or plagiarizing. It's just being a little sloppy. Joe Biden was a little bit sloppy. These people are frauds. It's not just just Claudine Gay's dissertation. There's like 50 instant incidents of plagiarism now. They're, they're, it's like 10 are being added to it a week. They start lying and cheating and stealing. And I guess in many ways, it's like a drug. They just do it all the time. You keep getting away with it. Why not? Why not? <laughs> all of them are, so many of these frauds are being exposed. And you know, the other angle to this too is that you saw it in that statement that uh, that I made about being too big to fail? <laughs> the dear leader is the one that pushed for her to get this job, and she was in. She's the shortest-serving um, president at Harvard. Six months, I guess it went. <laughs> she resigns yesterday. Uh, the plagiarism incidents keep piling high. This is from uh, the New York Post. It's regarding Stefanic. She's the one that was in that hearing calling these, these women out, these presidents of these distinguished colleges, these universities, calling them out for not denouncing the Jew hatred going on on their campuses. People on campus hiding behind a protest, calling for the extermination of the Jews. And these presidents of distinguished universities couldn't even Denounce that. It says here, she said she was resigning from her leadership post, but that she would remain on the Ivy League school's faculty. She's still a faculty member in good standing, this woman, this fraud. You can, you can understand why the early applications for Harvard, I think they're down like 17%. You've got all these wealthy donors. I mean, if the donors start saying, hey, we're going to withdraw our funds, I don't like what you're allowing on your campuses with respect to the the Jew hatred and students calling for for Palestine from the river to the sea. This is from Breitbart says here, uh, well, it talks about the disastrous testimony that these three presidents gave on December 5th. During the congressional hearing, the presidents infamously declined to say whether advocating for the genocide of Jews is permissible on campus. They couldn't say it. They couldn't say it. Now, they can come right out and say, hey, I'm a victim. Hey, for firing me, you must be racist. That passes for scholarship, I guess. says, after that, Gay's own PhD dissertation was called into question by conservative activist and CRT expert, Christopher Rufo, who accused the Harvard president of plagiarism, <laughs> further on, listen to this, it gets better, a few weeks ago, fresh allegations were unearthed in an official academic complaint against Gay when the university's research integrity office received a complaint featuring more than 40 alleged instances of plagiarism. Forty! And then this, on Monday, the Harvard president was hit with six additional charges. So we're getting close to 50 now. 50 charges of plagiarism. And, and, and the people at CNN and MSNBC are going to go on and on about allegations coming from conservative activists. Wait till I roll through some of these headlines. I mean, it's un, it just makes your head spin. You read it and you think, are you who wrote this? How do you defend this? Oh, there's plenty of them. Plenty of them out there defending her behavior, her cheating, her lying, her stealing. What was it that uh, KJP said yesterday? We played the clip for you. Everything that the fake president does, every decision, every policy that he puts forward, it's always, always with equity at the center of it. You see, we've got to have the black female if she's homosexual all the better I don't know I don't know if that's the case with Claudine but you can tick all the the marks off you've got to put her in there got to get a black Supreme Court justice a woman got to get her in there doesn't matter how little she understands about the Constitution just put her in equity right at the center of everything listen to again these are the elites this woman, she's on with the Scarborough team every other morning, it seems. Mara Gay, she, she writes at the New York Times. This is her take on Claudine Gay stepping down, clip nine.
1: This is really an attack on academic freedom. This is an attack on diversity. This is an attack on multiculturalism and on many of the values that a lot of us hold dear The fact that she's a black woman and the first person uh, who is a a black American to lead Harvard uh, only added to their thirst to dethrone her. I don't have to say that they're racist because you can hear and see the racism, the attacks.
2: Racism. It's an attack. It's an attack. She's the victim, Claudine Gay. So says uh, Mara Gay, who I don't know if they're related, but there you go. It's an attack on race. In fact, you had a lot of black activists yesterday demanding that Harvard replace Claudine Gay with a black woman. Never mind merit. Just find a black woman. Equity. That's what this is about, you see. Those are the actual racists the ones that insist on putting someone in a position, even if she's, she's underqualified. Like this latest president uh, at Harvard, Claudine Gay wrote yesterday in her resignation statement, she says, It's been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks And threats fueled by racial animus. So she's coming under attack, she says. Just like the lunatic in Maine that that removed Trump from the ballot, or wants to. She's claiming victim status. Yeah, the Trump supporters, they're threatening me. Same thing with the official in Colorado saying those justices that want to remove Trump from the ballot, now they're victims. This is... This is their, I mean, it's the same refrain every single time I think of Romans 1 and verse 22, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. They're ignorant. I mean, if you write at the New York Times and all that you can ever come back with is racism. I mean, forget about the race question. What does that say about just your your intellect, your ability to think and to reason? (laughs) <laughs> to make logical arguments. Listen to this from, again, that professor of law at Harvard. His name's Randall Kennedy, clip two.
0: Did the plagiarism allegations change the equation for you at all? No, they did not. They were very hurtful. I think that they certainly, um, they they helped bring her down. But no, I don't, I have not seen any evidence that uh, Claudine Gay was uh, guilty of
2: true plagiarism. True plagiarism, as opposed to what? This is again, this is a professor, He's working. he'll be working now with Claudine Gay, both of them professors at Harvard, the most distinguished, <laughs> highly regarded university in the United States of America. He, he sees no incidents of true plagiarism. He goes on and says in the same clip that all that she's guilty of is just being a little sloppy. That's right, 50 times, that we know of, 50 times, including on her dissertation. She gets a PhD on fraudulent, on fraudulent terms. But she's not stealing, says the regime. She's not stealing. She's just uh, being a little bit sloppy. Listen to this one from uh, again the same uh, the same guy, clip three.
0: Well, what what has happened is that some you know uh, relatively minor problems in uh, her uh, you know attributions in her uh, handling of things in the distant past; those things have been blown up. Uh, to make it seem as though she has recently been engaged in academic misdoings. Again, this is part of a well-orchestrated, misleading smear of Claudine Gay and of Harvard University.
2: They uh, did everything they could to try to keep her in. That testimony was almost a month ago, that disastrous, that infamous testimony where they couldn't say anything about the Jew hatred on campus. And then we come to find out all of these cases of plagiarism. And then yesterday, she says she's a victim. And right on cue, the regime media, they rush to her defense. Like I said, it, 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 it's almost as if they're just a little bit <laughs> sensitive, if this is a topic that's a little bit sensitive to them. Because so many of them are frauds. As I said, it goes all the way to the top of the White House. You got the fake president. Look at the dear leader. Look at the dear leader. Look at all of it. And nobody vetted him. He came in as a fake, a phony from the beginning. And he's the one that's behind Claudine Gay's career, at least the one at Harvard. Listen to this headline. This is from the Associated Press. Harvard president's resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges, plagiarism. plagiarism That's coming from the Associated Press. The AP, like I said earlier, who writes these things? They're, conservatives are using plagiarism as a weapon? What about this woman's plagiarism? What about this woman stealing? For a conservative to point that out makes him the problem. It says here, the downfall of Harvard's president has elevated the threat of unearthing plagiarism, a cardinal sin in academia as a possible new weapon in conservative attacks on higher education. Oh, Now conservatives are going to use this as a weapon, I guess. The plagiarism allegations, they're not even going to, they're not even going to come out and say or, or accept the fact that she stole other people's ideas. They're just allegations. They came not from her academic peers, but her political foes led by conservatives who sought to oust gay to put her career under intense scrutiny in hopes of finding a fatal flaw. They're just trying to destroy us. Say the destroyers out there trying to destroy Donald Trump. This story from uh, from from Pennsylvania. I don't know if it's later in my note. I think it's at the end. Let me just let me just jump to it. this case with. uh, The local area politician says here uh, from again from the AP, a liberal activist asked a Pennsylvania court on Tuesday to bar U.S. Representative Scott Perry from the state's primary ballot, arguing that Perry isn't eligible because of his efforts to keep President Donald Trump in office and block the transfer of power to Democrat Joe Biden. So they're doing it to Trump. In fact, they're going to try to do it to all of their political opponents. This is, this is the way communist ideology works. The seven-page lawsuit asked Pennsylvania's Commonwealth Court to declare that Perry engaged in an insurrection activity and cannot hold public office under the Constitution's insurrection clause. So here come these destroyers doing everything that they can to destroy their political opposition and then when the heat is turned on, when they're exposed for all of their evil and lawlessness, they claim victim status. So it's becoming to where you you know the playbook. You know what they're going to do. Rush Limbaugh used to talk about <laughs> getting into the minds of these radical leftists. He knew how they thought. He knew how they operated. Listen to this one final uh, clip here. CNN covering the Claudine Gay uh plagiarism
1: scandal clip four so it's been more sloppy attribution than stealing anyone's ideas it is it is worth noting that this has all become so politicized uh like a lot of things in in society um this has been caught up uh, by politics and and even the plagiarism allegations i mean some of those. Initial allegations uh, around plagiarism, those really came from activists, uh, not activists who were uh, fired up about uh, academic citation. It was really right-wing activists who uh, feel that a lot of these Ivy League presidents are too liberal.
2: There you go. How dare they say that Ivy League presidents or officials are too liberal or too radical? This was from... uh, The Chicago Sun-Times, this is from last summer. This was right around the time, by the way, that Harvard brought on Claudine Gay to be president. I think that was in June of last summer. And then this was from June of last summer as well. It says, former mayor, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, is to teach at Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health. She's Lori Lightfoot, you see, because of how she dealt with COVID she's an expert i guess on public health that's the way harvard thinks it says here lori lightfoot heads to harvard for a fellowship at the public health school her course she's going to be a teacher at harvard her course will be in part to study how she steered chicago through the covid 19 pandemic
0: yeah that's chicago mayor lori lightfoot coming out in full costume cape and mask as the rona as in corona destroyer heading out candy to reporters and staff at our daily news conference trick-or-treaters will be asked to stay in groups of six or fewer there avoid sticking their hands into any candy bowls and of course wear a mask with a mask over your mask Destroyers.
2: There you go. <laughs> Senior fellow at Harvard teaching an eight-week course on how to destroy corona. She was the one, remember, she went out to get her, well, as soon as that press conference started there, she then pulls off her mask. She advised trick-or-treaters to wear their mask and then a mask over their mask. And then as soon as she, as soon as she gets to the podium in a room full of people, she pulls the mask down. There were so many cases of this, you know, and people like that, again, going in for her haircut when everything was shut down. De Blasio, I think he was going into uh, the the workout facility of the guy in, in Los Angeles who can forget. The L.A. mayor, Garcetti I think was his name, he was, he was photographed with the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, at a football game, a playoff football game. They were yucking it up, they were hands on shoulders, they were taking photos. And Garcetti, if you can believe it, he comes out after, after receiving some criticism and says, Well, when I pose for a photo op without a mask, I hold my breath. You see, because of science! This is the party of science. That's the way they see themselves. Who would bring on Lori Lightfoot as a senior fellow or a distinguished fellow to teach at Harvard about destroying Rona? Well, evidently, officials at Harvard would. (laughs) This this article, you can't make this up. Uh, Harvard's being exposed no wonder their early application status is, is 17% lower. The whole ivory tower is collapsing. It says here, former mayor Lori Lightfoot's next chapter will take her to the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, where she will teach a course tentatively titled Health Policy and Leadership. She got in there for one term, I think. She couldn't even, <laughs> she couldn't even win re-election. De Blasio, he left, a lot of them did. They were exposed during RONA. <laughs> RONA, Lightfoot will be at the Richard L. and Rone L. Menchel Senior Leadership Fellow at the school for the quarter beginning at the end of August. Eric Anderson, Director of the Senior Leadership Fellows Program and Studio Programming at the school, said in an interview, we reached out to Lightfoot because I think as mayor, And as a leader, she faced many pressing public health issues, most notable navigating uh, the pandemic. She's brought in because of how she navigated the pandemic with with just careful, precise like movements that save people, I guess. (laughs) We believe our students will benefit from her experiences, insights, and knowledge of leadership, decision making, he said. And it says further on, here again, a little bit of insight into Harvard. Precious Menchel, uh, previous Menchel fellows have included former mayors and governors. Last year, former New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. Did you say free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got
0: vaccinated. You're saying I could get this, you delicious fries? right Matt But there's also a... A burger element to this? Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast. If this is appealing to you, just think of
2: this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mm. <laughs> think of a cheeseburger and a vaccination. And hey, let's bring him to Harvard. Another distinguished fellow, a senior fellow, brought in at, back in 2022 to teach a course because, well, you talk to the Harvard administrators, they just feel like that their students would really benefit from their leadership. Lightfoot, de Blasio, another one, the former Boston mayor, Kim Janey. You you know who Harvard is looking for. They're not looking for any kind of a conservative retired mayor. They're not looking for a conservative governor to come in and teach a course. These institutions of higher learning are being exposed as the propaganda factories that they are. The other one at that disastrous hearing on December 5th, uh, I forget which school it was in Pennsylvania, but she stepped down immediately because there was such a backlash. Said, you know, Donald Trump, one of the clips I've got later, I don't know if I'll have time to play it, but uh, his, uh, his focus in campaigning these next 10 or 11 months is on, you know, who is the real extreme party? Who's the fringe party that we're talking about here? Which party doesn't have the support of ordinary Americans? They want to talk about him as Hitler and look at what these extremists are doing. It's like a circus. It's like it's, it's the theater of the absurd. Who comes out at a press conference like that and then goes off to get her haircut at the salon, same with Nancy Pelosi. Because they're the elites they don't need the masks and their places of business don't need to shut down not if it's for them it's just you you know the sheeple if, if you want to talk about the Rona destroyer the only thing she destroyed along with her other friends in the communist leadership is the livelihoods of millions and millions of Americans Lightfoot wanted to arrest people who broke the, the, the curfew, the social distancing, the masking standards. I think it's here in one of my, one of my emails. <laughs> I told Sam this morning, is there a crazy stack? I forget, he, he's got a better memory than me. I said, is there a crazy statement? A funny, something crazy, bizarre, funny that Lori Lightfoot made? He sends me back a list of like 30 things. <laughs> these people are, are deranged. And they're not just leading cities and, 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 and positions in, in government. They're teaching your children as a special fellow, a distinguished fellow. Where was it? Got the haircut. Arresting people. This is a clip from, we don't have it, but Mayor Lightfoot arresting people who don't social distance. Give her a job at Harvard. Why not? says here, much of uh, Lightfoot's public health focus as mayor was on grappling with COVID-19. Lightfoot said her course will also deal with how her administration did other things related to the health of Chicagoans, particularly, this is a direct quote from Mayor Lightfoot, particularly the state of health of black residents in Chicago. We did a declaration of racism as a public health crisis. It's a public health crisis, racism. So I'm sure she's going to try to put some of that into her, her course at, uh, at Harvard, or I guess the course that she had that was back in August and September, I believe. But look, the, the ivory, on a more serious point here, I mean, the ivory tower is collapsing. It's being exposed. They, when they investigate themselves, they get away with everything. The moment others come in, this is why, again, it's a conservative hit job, it's an activist that's coming at her with plagiarism charges, then they rush to the defense of the guilty. They defend the guilty, they say the guilty are the victims. But these internal investigations, as long as they control everything, and for quite a while they did, think of the the DOJ, when things get a little messy at the FBI, when Obama's DOJ, They send in a special, whatever, investigator, an IG. Uh, They send them in to investigate Obama's FBI. What do you suppose is going to come out of that? Maybe a little slap on the wrist here and there, but hey, like with Hillary Clinton, she just got a little sloppy with those 33,000 emails on her own private server. Just a little sloppy, that's all. Matt Castle, this is uh, at Jewish Insider. It says, Harvard controversy casts spotlight on Penny Pritzker, former Obama official, a top university board. Here's another one of uh, the famous billionaires on the radical left, funding so many of these radical left causes, even as the elites, the ruling class, the communists in charge, go on and on about how horrible and evil billionaires are, except for the ones that are funding them, of course. Obama privately lobbied on, on Harvard president Claudine Gay's behalf as she faces growing scrutiny. I mean, this is, this is a fascinating angle to this story, f- to me anyway, because the dear leader didn't get his way. <laughs> the, in a lot of ways, the dear leader's being exposed here. The dear leader's tripping up a bit. They tried to get his comments on this, and he didn't have any response. The dear leader, I wonder why. Regarding Pritzker, this woman, it says, who helms the university's highest governing body has so far remained conspicuously silent, drawing fresh scrutiny to her role atop the administration. So she's right up there at the top. How did she get to that position? Well, listen to this. Pritzker, the billionaire Chicago hotel scion and former Obama administration official, was elected senior fellow at the Harvard Corporation last year, months after she donated $100 million to the university. Wow. So she just runs hotels. I mean, evidently, she does it well. She became a billionaire. But she gives $100 million to Harvard. And Harvard says, hey, why don't you run the university? That's how it works, you see. says here, in her new position, she personally led the search committee that named Gay as president last December, praising her, an announcement at the time as a remarkable leader who is profoundly devoted to sustaining and enhancing Harvard's academic excellence. <laughs> academic excellence. Fifty times caught cheating, stealing, plagiarizing. says here, according to a source familiar with the matter, Obama... Obama, a Harvard graduate. Did you know this? Obama graduated Harvard. That makes him brilliant, right? It says, had privately lobbied on Gay's behalf as she faced pressure to resign in the wake of her disastrous appearance before the congressional hearing on anti-Semitism. It sounded like people were being asked to close ranks to keep the broader administration stable, including its composition. The source, who was informed of Obama's outreach and asked to speak anonymously to discuss a confidential matter, they reached out to Obama's office, but no response from the dear leader. This is... Uh, this is making the dear leader a little uncomfortable. That's, that's my take. <laughs> He's a, a, little bit, a little bit uncomfortable with what's happening, with what's being exposed. The chapter in He Was Right, remember? <laughs> the communist infiltration of the United States. It was prophesied. It was prophesied. If you don't have a copy of that, make sure you call our operators today, the 800 number one You can also make a few literature requests uh, by emailing us, td But you can also request all of our literature on our material at the website, thetrumpet.com, as well. I mentioned yesterday and last week that quote from Mystery of the Ages, Mr. Armstrong writing about higher education, And how, as I said yesterday, he was right. He was right about so many things, so many prophecies. But in the case of higher education, I mean, he was way ahead of his time. The things he was writing back in the 1930s and 40s and 50s. This is from Mystery of the Ages, the book that uh, he wrote in the last year of his life. This came out in uh, the fall of 1985. You can call the same 800 number and get a free copy of that book as well. But he said here, higher education contemptuously ignores without any consideration whatsoever the biblical truths revealing man's presence of, uh, on the earth and the causes of this present state of civilization. I gave you this, uh, this quote yesterday, but I'll just reread it here quickly. Education is, um, education in the civilized world today has become entirely materialistic. Education has become a combination of the agnosticism of evolution, the politics and economics of Karl Marx, Marxism, and the morals and the social patterns of Sigmund Freud. It says higher education remains in utter ignorance of the mystery of mankind and of human civilization. And so we've been able to talk a little bit about that first point that he draws attention to, the agnosticism of evolution, And we'll touch on that here briefly if we have time and then get into the politics and the economics of Karl Marx. Equity, you see, as you heard from KJP. Equity, that has to be sort of the driving force of all the decision-making and policy-making of a good communist administration. But just coming back to that first point he draws attention to, evolution The whole educational system of Western ed is based on that. Romans 1 here in verse 19, I'll read from the Revised Standard Version, where it says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. It says, Ever since the creation of the world, His invisible nature, namely His eternal power and deity, has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made the physical things, the material creation that is, so they are without excuse. The material creation all around us, it's a proof, a powerful proof of God's existence. They want to try to create a link, a link that's not there, a link between human beings and animals when God's purpose and plan is is to try to link us together with God. I mentioned yesterday, just briefly, about the human spirit and, of course, God's Holy Spirit. Romans 8 talks about how that God is, I mean, through the conversion process, His spirit, His power combines together with our human spirit, and it gives us the ability to think like God. It gives life. It gives us God life, God's mind. And we can understand the spiritual laws of god and we can worship god in spirit as it says in john 4 but just coming back to this world i mean even the creation all around them they they assume that it just happened their faith their religion is that of evolution does god exist the booklet herbert armstrong wrote we also have that in our library as well. It says, The wisest of the ancients did not know what science makes available today. Thus, it is demonstrated today that life comes only from life, and that each kind reproduces only after its kind. Only after its kind. You see it to this day. I mean, there's certain varieties within definite kinds. But they don't, they don't mingle together with others. Certainly not in the reproductive sense. God created them all, and you see it right there in Genesis 1. Genesis 1, and then it gets to verse 26, and it talks about creating us in the likeness and the image of God, made after the God kind. And ultimately, that's as I said yesterday, that's the purpose being worked out here below. God reproducing himself. God building a family, the God family. But just coming back to this powerful passage in Romans 1, creation being a proof of God's existence, of God's power. Verse 21 says, Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. You reject God? If you kick God out, then what happens to your heart? What happens to your mind? It becomes darkened. You don't get smarter, you don't you don't receive more depth to your thinking and reasoning. You you say and do things like, "Hey, if well, if it's me, of course, I'm, I I mean, I might pull the mask off, but uh, I'm going to hold my breath because science." Science. Think about how much ignorance and foolishness was exposed just in the year 2020. Upside down world. Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You see that every day coming from the talking heads. It's not, she didn't really steal anyone's ideas. She just copied their content and didn't give attribution, you see. These are, in some cases, these are Harvard educated elites. Obama was trained there. I mean, a lot of them on the Republican side were as well. That's why uh, Stefanik's upset. She went to Harvard. She's like, hey, if, if you hold the students to these standards, certainly the administrators should be held to at least the same standard. Obama, though, he's lobbying in the background, trying to make sure that she keeps her job. Why? Where's the outrage? I mean, we're talking about academic... Uh, excellence and, and academic honesty, right? Is there not something to be said for that? She is to be defended at all costs. She should remain. That's the way so many of these Harvard elites reason. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Proverbs 28 and verse 26 says here He that trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whosoever walks wisely, He shall be delivered. So much to be said for true education, for being grounded in this foundation that is the Holy Bible, the prophet Jeremiah in Psalm 119. I mean, he just went on and on about how that he knew more. He understood more than the ancients, than his own teachers, because he meditated on God's law. The leaders of today aren't doing that. (laughs) They're far removed from that. And that's why their thinking is so twisted and perverse. That's why they're so deranged. And they're look at their decisions. Look at, how many, look at how many people are hurt by their decisions. Look at how many businesses were destroyed. People's livelihoods ruined. Even as these hypocrites said one thing and did another, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23 says, this is still in Romans 1, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. See, worshiping, really worshiping the material creation. They don't say it's the creation of God, but they worship the physical, including themselves. They trust in themselves. They trust in man, which Jeremiah in chapter 17 says, If you do that, you're going to come under a curse. I've given messages before. In fact, I've meant to go through it in in some detail. Just how, again, coming back to Herbert Armstrong and uh, the communist ideology and the fact that he was right on top of it as it was spreading in the United States. Another one, right about at the same time period, was Winston Churchill. He came over to the States back in 1946, after World War II, and he warned about the scourge of, 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 of communism as it was spreading around the world. He's the one that coined the phrase, that iron curtain that's spread across Europe. And uh, he talked about the dangers that the West was, was facing. It says here, this is from Mr. Armstrong in 1941, the ultimate aim of the communist program is to take from us the vast wealth and resources with which the Almighty has blessed us." They're just destroying. This is the goal, the aim. Fundamental transformation. Just keep printing the trillions. We recently passed $34 trillion on the debt, and they're going to be wrangling for the next couple of weeks in Congress to come up with some kind of bipartisan arrangement, as I said yesterday, And it's just going to add another trillion or two to the deficit every year. And it's destroying the dollar. These are the smart people. They're like Jim Cramer. (laughs) they say one thing, the other thing happens. I think it happened again today. He talked about the glory of Bitcoin yesterday, and Bitcoin took a big drop. (laughs) So whatever Cramer says, just do the opposite. This is from an article called, R. Karl Marx and Satan Taking Over America? It says, Marx's own family, uh, family members and friends, believe him to be possessed or influenced by the devil. His friend and collaborator, Friedrich Engels called Marx a monster of 10,000 devils. His father said he was governed by a demon, and his son Edgar called him my dear devil, King Orr, this is a review of a book by Paul King Orr, King Orr provides many more such examples and notes the frequency of such observations of and by Marx is really quite bracing and far too frequent to shrug off. There's just so many people, comments, writings that that say, hey, this guy was uh, a lunatic. This guy was being harassed by demons. This guy was being used, moved by demonic forces. Karl Marx it says far too many people separate Marx the man from the evils ushered in by Marxism. This is a grave mistake. Not only are the results of Marxism very much the result of Marx's ideas, well, it goes on and gives some other thoughts there, but it sh- it basically makes the point that we made in in the Character in Crisis booklet. It does matter what, what the leader is doing in his private life, how he lives, in other words, makes a difference as to the quality of his leadership, or lack thereof. You look into, I don't have time to get into Freud today, but he's another crackpot. These are like the fundamental pillars, the three pillars holding up modern education, evolution, Karl Marx, or Marxism, and all the social uh, human relations spread on by uh, Sigmund Freud. Ted Cruz said a few weeks back the radical left sees control of every major institution in America, from universities to K 12 education to journalism to government to big business to big tech to entertainment, science, all across. There was another guy that made this point. This is Ron Johnson he's the senator from Wisconsin, basically made the same points we've been telling you. <laughs> we've been telling you all the while we've been plugging America under attack, that that book's been around for 10 years. And back in the days of you know, Obama's first, first term, people weren't talking about you know the takeover of the United States by this communist movement, by this Antiochus figure. They weren't really even concerned about a statement Suggesting we fundamentally transform the United States. Well, there's a lot more people, including people in Congress, that now see what's happening. Listen, in, listen to Senator Ron Johnson from yesterday, clip eight.
0: And the radical left infiltrated our university systems. Now they're, you know, they're they're graduating. Journalists that uh, aren't journalists anymore. They're advocates for the left. They're graduating teachers and indoctrinating their children. They're pushing things like critical race theory, identity politics. The left is dividing this country. But I think the left has completely thought this through. You go back to Saul Alinsky's rules for radical. It's dividing mm-hmm. and conquer. That is what the left is doing. I try and point out the fact the radical left, has infiltrated every institution of this country, including our media. And so these secretaries of state, these individuals that are doing it, these courts that are pushing these types of measures, that are pushing them off the ballot, uh, they're not getting criticized in the mainstream media by and large.
2: Saul Alinsky, isn't he the one that wrote the the book Rules for Radicals and dedicated it to Lucifer? That seems like it's a, a pretty good indication that he's a wacko, don't you think? All these friends of Karl Marx saying, uh, <laughs> my little demon boy, my little demon, he's governed by a demon. His own father said it. It's pretty obvious now. Ted Cruz, in that statement he gave, it says here, and in the view of uh, the, car- the cultural Marxists, the world is divided between victims and oppressors. See, Claudine Gay, she's a victim. The oppressors, that would be, uh, that would be conservatives, especially the white ones. And Karl Marx argued for the violent revolution of the victim, for him, the proletariat. It was the working men and women overthrowing the owners of the capital, or uh, of capital. Well, today it says cultural Marxists look at the Middle East, and they have defined Jews as the oppressors, and they've defined the Palestinians as the victims, and so the cultural Marxists today celebrate the horrific tragedies of Hamas because they are for the violent revolution and overthrow." So much, as I say, has been exposed, even in these last few months, even since October 7, on campuses at Harvard, at Ivy League schools. And now, I mean, it's it's at least heartening to see some of these people actually get, I guess, blotted out for the right reasons. You don't deserve to be the president of Harvard. We'll let you quietly stay on as a professor and keep your million-dollar salary going. But at least there's some people, <laughs> some people being corrected uh, or at least being punished for their their demonic views, their, their satanic views. More and more people, as they say, are waking up. Listen to this from Fox Business yesterday, clip 10. Democrat used to mean Bill Clinton, John F. Kennedy. Right. Now it's Claudine
0: Gay and uh, every wacko left-wing uh, woke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, McCarthy was hunting for communists. There might be some somewhere in the government. Now they're all over the government. You
2: gotta, you gotta hunt for a non-communist. <laughs> it's, a, it's just something to kind of laugh off, but you know, it's, it's pretty serious too, because the communists are in control. There's a few of them that are finally taking a fall not nearly enough. This is from the Hill. People, as they say, are waking up to what's happening. About one third of U.S. adults say they believe President Biden was not legitimately elected president of the United States in 2020. It says here, as of last month, 62% of U.S. adults say they believe Biden was legitimate, legitimately elected, down from 69% overall in the 2021 poll. So we're three years on, and more people today believe the election was stolen than they did in 2021. The truth is beginning to seep out. (laughs) The, The light of day is shining forth on so much of this corruption. It says here, among Democrats, well, backing up the biggest drop in those who said the 2020 election results were legitimate came from Republicans. 31% 31% in 2023, down from 39% two years earlier. You're seeing the same trend, though, right across the lines. Democrats and Republicans uh, alike. Even, even <laughs> some Democrats, you see, have been uh, switching over like they are in Pennsylvania, saying, you know what, I think I'm going to be voting uh, Republican now. The Washington Post, by the way, when it covered this latest poll from, uh, regarding the election. They put a graph out that was incomprehensible, really, trying to, I guess, downplay what's, <laughs> what's actually been happening these last few years. Here is the regime media that have basically had two, three talking points since the election steal. The one that, if you deny it, then you're an election denier and you need to be in prison. And then there's the insurrection. You see why those narratives are so precious to them. And the more and more they're exposed for the frauds that they are, the more, the more they double down, just like those defenders of Claudine Gay. It really is. It's just one university, the most distinguished in the United States, but it really does typify everything, everything that's wrong with the United States today and, and, and Western nations of Israel in general. I have exceeded my time. I didn't have a chance to get into the second segment, but that will happen hopefully tomorrow. Those news items that we failed to cover, by the way. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show, and we'll see you again tomorrow.